and welcome back to On Your Terms podcast. I'm your host, Sam Vanderweelen, an attorney turned entrepreneur who helps online coaches and service providers legally protect and grow their online businesses using my DIY legal templates and the ultimate bundle. On the show each week, I bring you fresh tips on how to legally protect your business and grow that business on your terms. It's kind of my thing. So I am so excited because today we're going to talk about putting where to put your value, where to get your value really from in your business and you know whose opinion we're really considering when we're creating content, when we're expressing ourselves in our business, kind of creating your brand and your vibe. Um, this was inspired by a Frasier episode that I saw the other night. So I'm really excited to get into it with you in a minute. But I am also excited because next week is my 100th episode of On Your Terms. I cannot believe that I've done 100 episodes. On the one hand, I have to be honest, I feel like it should be like a 1,000 episodes. It feels like a lot. And then on the other, I'm like, wow, 100. Um, <laughs> but that's always how I feel about things. So I can't believe it's 100 episodes next week. And um, it's going to be a very special episode. I'm going to give you my best podcast tips and tricks. A lot of people have been asking about like what equipment I use and how I edit the podcast and how I come up with content and how I've grown it and how I've gotten increased downloads and all that kind of stuff. And like how I use it as a podcast funnel. So I'm going to talk about that all next week. I'm also going to be giving a little giveaway. I'm going to give a package away of my favorite podcast related items. So if you already have a podcast or you want to start it, you're definitely going to want to listen because you could win my tech package um, for a podcast. Okay, so before I get into the episode, I have to give a shout out to Crafty Mama on the Go, who's who shared a um, review on Apple Podcasts. She said, Sam shares so much value on her podcast, helping the audience to navigate complicated topics in easy to understand terms. I also, I always appreciate learning from her, even on topics that I already have background in. Special appreciation for her detailed podcast notes and transcripts, which help for note-taking on these complex topics. Well, thank you so much, Crafty Mama on the go. If you're listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, please do me a favor and quickly leave a rating and review on the podcast. I would love to give you a shout out in a future episode. With that, let's hop in to this episode, all inspired by an episode of Frasier. So I don't know if you're like a before bed TV watcher or maybe just like as you wind down. But personally, I really like watching sitcoms that are like cozy, nice, like feeling sitcoms that I know I've also seen before so that I'm not like too paying attention, right? Like before I go to bed. So I can kind of relax. I know what the plot is. I love the characters. They kind of feel like family, yada, yada. So I kind of feel like that about Friends. I really love Will and Grace. I like love Frasier. I love Cheers. I used to watch Cheers a lot when I was a kid. So any of these kind of like probably 90s, I'm a 90s kid, so like 90s, um, you know, sitcoms, they make me feel really nice before bed. So as usual, watching one of these, and I was watching Frasier, and I, it's the episode I'm going to talk about, by the way, is season three, episode 23, in case you want to go watch it. But I was watching this episode of Frasier, and it's so funny because as if you've seen it before, you know that Frasier has a radio show, aka Modern Day Podcast. And um, and he the radio station decides to run a focus group because they want to learn more about like what people like about his radio show, what they don't like, all this kind of stuff. So they bring together this focus group to talk about Frazier's show. He's behind one of those like two-way mirrors. And everybody who comes to the focus group is 100% positive. Like they have nothing to offer as feedback. They're like, oh, I love that show. He's so great. He's smart. Yada, yada. Except 
one guy who is the actor Tony Shalhoub, right? And so if you've ever seen Monk or something like that. So in in this episode where Tony Shalhoub is one of the focus group um, attendees, he's really silent when everybody else is going on and on about how much they love Frasier. And the focus group, you know, coordinator is like, what about you? You haven't said anything. And he's like, well, I don't like him. And it's kind of like shocking because everyone else is saying how much they love him, right? And they're like, well, tell us more. And he's like, I don't know. I just don't like it. And Fraser, who's behind the two-way mirror, just loses it. Like, he cannot stand it. Um, and if you've seen Fraser before, you know, like, Fraser is super self-absorbed and, like, really into himself and goes off on these things and whatever. So Fra- this drives Fraser absolutely crazy. He needs to know why Tony Shalhoub's character does not like him. So he actually tracks him down. He he works out or owns a newspaper stand in Seattle. And so he tracks him down and he pulls up his car outside of his newspaper stand. And Fraser makes his father get out of the car to go ask Tony Shalhoub why he doesn't like Fraser. And when he asks um, Tony Shalhoub, Tony says, I just think he's annoying. <laughs> and so that's all he'll say. And he's just like, I just don't like him. So the dad comes back and tells Frazier, and it's still not good enough for Frazier to know. He's like, now I need to know more. Like, why does he think I'm annoying? Why doesn't he like me? So Frazier goes to talk to himself. He drives this guy so crazy that the guy leaves his newsstand. And in the process, like, I forget, something happens. And essentially, the newsstand catches on fire and burns down, like, after the guy leaves and as Frazier is standing there. So I just think this is, like, a, a very funny, very funny episode, but like my brain, the way my brain works, well, one of the ways, one of the many, many ways is that whenever I see pretty much anything, it always, I always like convert business lessons out of it. So when I saw this, I was like, there. it's so interesting to me because in this episode, I was thinking most people in the online business world, when they would like teach you a lesson out of this, what they would say is, don't worry about the one guy, the Tony Shalhoub, who didn't like you or thought who you were annoying, like in your audience or online. Listen to all the others that that were in the room, the other 12 in the room who all thought you were amazing. If all these other people love you, then it doesn't matter that that one person doesn't love you. And I thought how that's like the messaging that we're often fed in online business is like, there are always going to be people who don't like you. So just pay attention to the ones who do. And I was thinking, well, that's actually not what I think we should do either. I actually think we shouldn't listen to any of them because I was thinking as somebody now who's been in business for six years, I was thinking that, you know, it's it's dangerous also to care about and really pay attention too much to the people who do like you too. First of all, I mean, I have so many things to, to think about, to talk with you about today, but I just think that we have to believe in our own businesses and ourselves more than others, right? And we can't get that external validation as to like whether we're good people or good enough people. I think this often gets confused and like where there's a lot of nuance in this is that it is really important to take feedback about your products, right? Because you want to create products that are really good for your actual ideal customer, not just stuff that you like. So we can't kind of have this like everyone's opinion be damned you know, approach when it comes to actually creating our products. But in terms of building an audience, getting feedback, like you're going to get a lot of positive feedback and you're going to get some critical or negative or just find out people don't like you or people sometimes, yes, make very mean comments. Like that's very rare, but it happens. 
And I always say like, we can't, we can't really pay attention to either because if we pay attention to all the good stuff too, we're still putting our worth and our validation and our, our kind of like North star in the positive comments. And so if I'm going to discount the negative ones, I, it's not that I discount the positive, but I don't take them to mean that I'm a good person or I'm doing a good job or people like me or don't like me. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we can't, we can't really pay attention to either of the extremes. I actually say the same exact thing about revenue. Like with revenue, I always say to myself and to others, I'm like, you are not your revenue. And so that means you're not your revenue if it's really low. It doesn't mean you're bad. Your business is bad. You're not a good coach or a good service provider. And if your business or your revenue is very, very high, it doesn't mean you're an incredible person who can go around doing whatever, whatever the heck you want and like never looking back. So I take both. Like, I'm just like, I'm not my revenue either way. The revenue is data and it's feedback as to how well the product's doing. But like, that doesn't mean anything about me as a person. You know, it's not healthy for us to look to anybody else or outside of it, uh, outside of all this for, for validation, right? I mean, as humans, it's natural that we all want to be accepted and loved. And so like, I'm always very compassionate towards myself, something I talked to my therapist about that, like, of course you want to be liked. Like, who's, like, only people who say this whole, like, I don't care what anybody thinks to me, and apparently according to my therapist, I won't speak for her, but (laughs) I remember her saying that that's, like, that's a defense mechanism that we put up to say that, like, you can't injure me because I don't care, right? But really, we do care, which is why you're saying that. So I'm not saying, like, who cares? Do whatever you want. It's just that we can't only think that we're good or bad based on other people's opinions, which is why I'm bringing up this example of Frasier, because I do think that the majority of the advice that you're given would be just pay attention to the good ones, like just pay attention to all the people who love you. We're still putting your value in those other people's opinions, right? In episode 81, if you haven't listened to it already, I gave you a pep talk about believing in your business before other people do. And about the being the Philly, the Phillies, the Philadelphia Phillies of your own business. So one of the reasons why I really believe in this and why I'm bringing it up is because that's a great example of where like you might not have that external validation for a while. You know, if you're in the earlier stages of your business, you might not be getting a lot of positive feedback. You might not have a room full of people who are loving you. That doesn't mean that, first of all, you're not doing a good job and that you're not, you know, very worthy and like a good coach. You also can't act like that because it's almost like you have to act like you already have a room full of people and show up as if they're already there in order to then one day like look back and be like, oh, wow, there's like a room full of people here now. Sometimes I kind of feel like that's how my business feels these days. It's like I feel like I kind of just showed up anyway. And I don't I don't feel like I acted like there were a lot of people or like there was a lot of that excitement. But I just kind of didn't pay attention. Like I just showed up anyway. I didn't really pay attention to it. And then now I kind of look around sometimes. I'm like, oh, wow, I think like there are like a lot of people here and they have a lot of thoughts. Um, It's very interesting. And I just I I think that's a healthier way to approach it. And so if you did listen to episode 81, then you'll remember that my my story about the Phillies was that the Philly, my beloved Philadelphia Phillies, where I'm from, uh, they were not considered to be (laughs) a World Series worthy team this past year. Um, to the point where on the day that my father passed away, actually, uh, one of the last things he said, we, we were all standing around his bedside talking. I was sobbing and like uncontrollable. Um, 
was that he said something about the Phillies. He said the Phillies were playing the Mets that day. And he said, Phillies win three to two. They hadn't even played yet. Uh, They were playing that afternoon. He said this in the morning. And uh, everybody kind of giggled like, (laughs) yeah, right. Right. Like the Phillies sucked. So first of all, really weird story alert. Uh, The the Phillies actually won three to two later that day. It was really strange. Um, My father was no longer speaking at that time, but it was really wild to, to see. But you know the weird the weird, the the point was that like nobody expected them to be any good and looking back on it one of the things i thought was really really cool about this year's phillies team was that when they got to the world series it was like they believed that they were going there all along and it was kind of like everybody else was getting on board right like they didn't need everybody to be patting their ego the whole season saying you guys are a World Series worthy team or like they weren't like the hot team to watch or like anything like this. It was just like, holy, the Phillies got to the World Series. And it was like everybody else was getting really excited for them. But they were kind of like, yeah, we like this is this was the plan. Like we're here. This was the plan all along. So I really think it's very important in our business that we we look for that within ourselves that you work on really you know, thinking that you're good at what you do, that you have a lot to offer, that you're unique, that you're helpful and useful to people, um, and that the right people will be attracted to you and and find you, and not that you need to continue to look for people who like you and then try to fit yourself into the mold of like whatever that means so that those people will continue to like you, right? So I wouldn't put my value in those 12 people or so who were in Frazier's focus group who loved him because, first of all, I thought, well, they can change, right? They can change their opinion. They can change their feelings about us. We say something that offends them. They find out something about us that they don't like. They change, right? And we can't control that. And so if we put our likability or our approval rating in their hands, then we're basically saying that we have to keep shape-shifting ourselves to fit into whatever it is that they want, which we can't control and we don't really know what they want. We have to have a strong sense of business self in our businesses. Like, what do we believe in? What do we stand for as, as ourselves, as business owners, right? What do you want your business's mission to be? What do you want your business's values to be? And like, what do you want other people to think about when they hear about your business, when they hear about you, when they when your name pops up, not just in terms of your name association, like I want my name to pop up and somebody think legal for online businesses, right? But I also want them to think like cozy, down to earth, nice, like decent person, you know? I want them to think of, of who I really am. That's not like a that's not like an image. This is just like me being myself and who I am. And so I have to have a really strong idea of what I want that to look like instead of letting other people dictate what that looks like for me, right? And I think the the key is that by getting really clear on what you stand for and what you don't stand for, you'll attract people who don't just necessarily agree with you 100%. We're not necessarily looking for people who just think every single thing that we think and and never disagree with us like robots. Instead, at least for me, I want to attract people who respect me for knowing what I want or like appreciate that I share my opinion and that we can have conversation and maybe respectfully disagree or say like, oh, I don't love that thing that, you know, she does or this thing's a little different than what I would do. But like, I really appreciate that she like has a good moral compass. It doesn't need to be me. I don't need to see me reflected in everybody else. 
right? And I know that not everyone in my audience thinks like me, agrees with me, wants to have a business or a life that looks like mine. I know that not everybody is as sarcastic as I am or as dry, humored as I am. Like, that's okay. And I think most of the time, the feedback that I get from people is that they're just inspired by seeing me be myself, right? Not not necessarily because they have every single thing in common. It, I think that by being yourself and not trying to be like the tw- you know the person that the twelve people in the in the um, focus group room you know think that you are, that you will inspire other people to act more like them. And I think at the end of the day, that's really what people want to do. They want to be themselves. They're looking for permission to be more of themselves. Most people are really inspired by seeing you act like yourself and the people who are not. It's because there's something going on with them that makes them feel like for some reason it's not okay for them to act or to be or to express who they really are. And you doing that really threatens them, right? So I really personally think instead of, you know, you trying to shapeshift and mold yourself into a person who is likable to the people who you're already attracting, I would just encourage you to be more of yourself and that will inspire you to that will that will uh, help you to attract people who you inspire because they want to be more like them. So if I start building my business based on whether or not they like me or agree with everything that I say, I'm not really being inspiring or as successful as I think because that could change, right? That can really shift. But me being myself, I'm. My, I hope that I, as a person, continue to evolve and change and all this good stuff. But that's going to change. And in the point, but the thing that remains steady, right? And the point is that me being myself is what stays the same. <laughs> myself and my qualities can change, but but being true to myself can be the kind of steady point that inspires other people to do the same. So I'm really curious what this brings up for you. What you're thinking? I, I know it's really hard in online business because there's a lot of like aspirational marketing and like kind of lifestyle marketing where you share like you share things that make people want to like be in your orbit. But I personally think that it's not all the the crap that we like associate it with, which is like, oh, she drives a fancy car. She has a fancy house. Yes, there are going to be people who are attracted to that, whatever. But the point to me would be like, more like people who I'm like, wow, I'm like so inspired by how she's so confident, you know, she's so outgoing or I love that she just like goes for what she wants and she does what she wants to do. She's really curious. I love people who are curious. I love people who are multifaceted. Um, I love people who are considering like considerate of nuance and who don't make sharp, judgmental, like harsh opinions about things. That's the kind of stuff that I'm attracted to, not necessarily people who think exactly like I do, drive the same car exactly like I do. Right. So think about how this can come out in your marketing. Where where could you stop focusing on creating content from an angle of pleasing other people so that you think that this is what people want to see versus really showing people who you are truly and showing who you are that you're like committed to being yourself and see how that inspires them instead. I would love for us to stop putting our value in other people's opinions and instead, you know, have this within ourselves and let everybody catch up. So will you do me a favor? Will you send me a DM and let me know what this brought up for you? I'm very, very curious um, (laughs) if it was helpful to you at all. Um, With that, I'll make sure that I link to the Fraser episode down below. 
I've also got my legally legit checklist for you um, down below where you can download um, the five steps to form your business, get paid, protect your content and so much more. So that will be down in the show notes. And of course, my free legal workshop, five steps to legally protect and grow your online business as well. Otherwise, my DMs are always open at Sam Vanderwielen on Instagram. And I can't wait to chat with you later this week. Thanks so much for listening to the On Your Terms podcast. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can also check out all of our podcast episodes, show notes, links, and more at samvanderreelen.com slash podcast. You can learn more about legally protecting your business and take my free legal workshop, Five Steps to Legally Protect and Grow Your Online Business at samvanderreelen.com. And to stay connected and follow along, follow me on Instagram at samvanderreelen and send me a DM to say hi. Hi.